This is Tony Drake, Certified Financial Planner with Drake & Associates, and this is the Retirement Ready Show. Our goal is to educate you on the many topics of retirement and inform you how to create a successful Retirement Ready Roadmap. Thank you for joining me today for another episode where we will make your Retirement Ready Roadmap simple. I'm Tony Drake, Certified Financial Planner with Drake & Associates. You can always visit us at retirementreadyshow.com. Lots of great tools and resources, some great ways you can connect with us, completely complimentary. If you have a quick question, you can set up a 15-minute phone call. Maybe you're someone that's like a second set of eyes on your retirement plan. You might be a family that's done your planning yourself. Or you may have not even started. Maybe you did the savings but haven't started the planning. In any of those cases, we can help. That's a complimentary process, and it starts with booking that 15-minute phone call. It's completely complimentary. You can see the calendar and schedule that right at retirementreadyshow.com. For our friends in Milwaukee, we also have some upcoming workshops at a couple of great groups out this week in the Pewaukee area. But March 6th and 7th, we're going to be down on the east side of Milwaukee, just a little north of downtown, talking about the election, what's happening with the economy, interest rates. But we're also going to spend some time talking about the pending tax increase in 2026. There are some great things you can do to protect yourself from that and potentially pay less taxes in the long run. But it's important that you plan ahead. Those classes do fill up, so we do need folks to register. You can see those dates and times and register right at retirementreadyshow.com. Got my buddy Brad Allen. How are you? How are you? I'm great. Is this two weeks in a row, Brad? I know. It's weird, What is right? going on? I know. We had like a Brad hiatus, and yeah. now, now we get you two weeks in a row, buddy. I, know. I had to figure out how to how to talk into this microphone again. It's been a while. This uh, leap leap year, I guess, is my, 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 this is my month. I get you twice. Yeah, that is. That's right. That is a leap year, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. A couple of uh, fun announcements, Brad. Um, we are, you know, once again participating in the PBJ Challenge. This is the final month, so we're really making a push here. Uh, through February 29th this year, uh, Feeding America has kicked off its uh, PBJ Challenge with uh, Bobby Portis. And once again, happy to sponsor such a great cause. If you're looking for ways to get involved, you can donate at their website. Or you can feel free to stop by our office and drop off a donation of peanut butter or jelly. They then uh, you know, put all the sandwiches together and distribute those uh, those out to people in need and and we'd love to to help support that. So love to have you get that over to us. And again, we're collecting those through the end of the month. Also, another big announcement this month, Brad. Now a proud partner with UW Athletics on Wisconsin. Go Badgers. It's Pretty awesome. exciting. It's great. I love it. Pretty exciting news. So kind of in the middle. When everybody comes into the office here, we have to play jump around, right? And just get this whole place shaped. <laughs> I think we're too old to jump around, no. Brad. <laughs> Have you ever sat in the student section there? I, I I have. It's been a while, but uh, I just remember how the whole place kind of shakes. Yeah, up, I've never sat know? in the student section. I did get to a football game this fall, and we actually went to a basketball game this week. And and uh, yeah, that student section looks uh, pretty pretty rowdy. Well, great topic this week, Brad. I'm I'm excited to have you back, and I really wanted to jump in. I think we're all feeling inflation pressures, high health care costs increasing taxes on the horizon. Those are all top concerns for retirees. 
but there are even more challenges to think about as you get closer to retirement. So I want to kind of take a list, look at that top list, if you will, of concerns to kind of financially shape 2024. So thanks for joining us. And, and today we want to look at some of those big questions. And, and I think something that, you know, these are topics that are on everybody's mind, whether you're in retirement, nearing retirement. I think it's something we're all thinking about. First one, Brad, is Medicare. And this is, this can be a tough topic, right? Uh, of course, when you hit 65, you qualify for Medicare. And you initially have all these big decisions to make. Am I doing Medicare Supplement Advantage, ABCD? There's all these alphabet soup, and, and it can get pretty confusing. But I think there's also some concerns about Medicare premiums going up. I know some of our families say, boy, every time I get the cost of living increase for Social Security, surprisingly, the Medicare premium goes up by about the same amount. So it wipes out my increase. You know, with with Medicare, when we're planning for retirement, we always talk about the five areas that we cover. And healthcare is one of those areas because not only do you have to figure out the A, B, C, D, you know, all those kind of things with Medicare, but you also have different things, different levels that you have to stay under as far as, you know, IRMA brackets and, and premium levels and those kind of things. So what I always recommend for anybody who's thinking about retirement or, or you're hitting 65 soon, I would sit down with somebody to figure out what does Medicare look like for me? You know, the Inflation Reduction Act failed to stop a jump in Part D premiums and many Medicare recipients across the country have discovered their premiums are higher in 2024. And generally speaking, that's that's going to continue. Right. So you want to when you're thinking about Medicare, when you're putting together your entire retirement plan, you got to think about that budget. And in that budget, you have to plan for what those premiums are going to cost. What is healthcare going to cost in the future? And then obviously inflation as, as time goes on as well should be a part of that. But I would recommend sitting down with somebody who works in Medicare. For instance, in our office here, we have somebody who meets with our clients and, and goes over their options and how much it's going to cost. But when you think about the things outside of healthcare, things like tax strategies, you know, oftentimes we're talking about Roth conversions and doing things because taxes are lower today than what they're going to be in the future. So there's a lot of options right now as far as strategies go. But you need to know how that's going to affect you from a healthcare standpoint as well, right? So they always look two years behind to figure out what your premiums are going to be for that particular year. So if you're doing a big Roth conversion this year, that might affect what those premiums might be in the future. So you need to know those kind of things ahead of time. And that's where I would say have that as part of your retirement plan. Make sure to include health care, not only in the budget, but as far as everything going forward, you want to make sure you're on the right path with that one. Getting on the right path is really important. And it's one of those topics, Brad. I think there's so many things in retirement that, you know, especially if this is not your forte, right? We have a lot of great clients that are, you know, what I would call DIY or do-it-yourselfers when we first met them. And a lot of these men and women are really brilliant and they've spent a lot of time really educating themselves. And then we have a lot of clients who say, look, Tony, you know, I did the saving, right? But I don't really understand how these pieces come together. It's confusing. And and that's where I think someone like us can really step in, Brad, because we really pull those pieces together. And, and part of it, one of the pet peeves that I've always had in the industry is this idea where you call and ask a question and it's like, oh, great question, call the health insurance agent in this example, or great question, call the accountant, or great question, call the attorney. And Brad, you and I, we're not attorneys, we're not CPAs, you know, and, and it's important to make that distinction. But 
I think this finger pointing and this this idea that the plans now that the parts aren't working together can be really challenging. So we've taken a lot of steps to really try to solve that. Yeah, you know what you do in one area affects all the different areas in health in, in retirement and and it might not happen right away you know like where you draw from first in retirement is going to affect you from a tax standpoint later potentially your taxes could be higher in your 70s because you didn't draw from the right places up front or when you turn social security on is going to affect the investments it's going to affect the income planning all those kind of things later so you're right tony i mean you know when you're talking about a, a cpa somebody who's doing your taxes tax strategies when you're talking about um you know the estate planning side of things all of those things that you're doing in those areas have an effect on the investments the income the taxes all those things later on so when you're trying to put together a holistic plan, well, it has to be holistic, right? You, you meet so many people who have the investment part taken care of, like they feel good about the investments and where they're at from a risk level, those things. But it's those other four key areas that affect the entire portfolio just as much where they're a little unsure of that, you know, and, and, and making sure that they all work together is what makes that a holistic plan. And I really think that holistic plan is what, you know, and, and again, we, you know, we always understand we're not a fit for everybody, but I think finding someone that can pull those pieces together, boy, it's just a lot simpler for you when you don't have all these different professionals, different places, and, you know, maybe they're coordinating, maybe they're not. And I think these pieces are so critical. We'll talk a little bit later in the hour about tax planning and some tax planning strategies. But I think that's a great example, Brad, where that's something that can easily get missed. We're also hearing more and more folks coming in saying, hey, I was working with this other advisor and he or she, you know, talked initially about tax planning strategies, but it just never seemed to happen, right? That never got implemented and, and you know, kind of came on board as part of the plan. And I think people are just getting more and more educated that there's mandatory taxes and there's optional taxes right and and you don't have to pay the optional but so many people do because those tax planning strategies are not set up properly and the process for us brad is really simple when you come in it's a two appointment process you know we're going to just get to know you a little bit better in what we call our discovery appointment and and yes we're going to collect some facts and figures but it's not just about the numbers it's also for us about understanding you know what's important to you in retirement or what we call the why behind your retirement. Why did you take a portion of every paycheck for 30, 40, 50 years and set it aside versus you know, so many Americans nowadays blow through their entire paycheck and then some and go upside down on credit cards? Why did you do that responsible thing? What was that money for? You know, is it traveling the world? Is it, you know, enjoying the kids and grandkids? Is it working on the garden? Maybe a hot rod in your garage? I mean, who knows what it is, right? But we all have different passions that drive us. And we all have, it's always interesting to me, Brad, if we had 12 retirees on the show today and asked them to describe retirement, we'd probably get 12 different versions. So understanding that becomes really important. Then in between that, we're going to spend four to eight, nine hours working on some ideas and concepts. We're going to ask you to come back. You'll get a journal in between, and we're going to ask you to really write down any questions you have so we can address those in the second appointment. And then we're really going to kind of point out some areas we think could be great improvements. Maybe it's some tax planning strategies. Maybe it's risk alignment, you know, 
could be creation of an income plan, family planning, could be a lot of topics that we're hitting. And we're going to kind of walk you through that. And both of those are completely complimentary. There's no cost or obligation. But I think what, what, what I feel confident in saying, Brad, is people will walk away having learned something. Even if you walk away and say, hey, great folks, but that's not a fit for me or I'm happy where I'm at. No harm, no foul, but I think you'll walk away having learned something and hopefully have some tools that you can put in a place to really improve your current retirement plan and your current retirement situation. And and I think you'll find that very useful. Most people, when they wrap up or had that second appointment, feel like they have the information they need to decide if we're going to be a fit or not. And again, we're certainly not a fit for everybody and we're okay with that, but we'd love to have the opportunity to sit down with you. That process starts by visiting the website, setting up that 15-minute phone call. The entire process is completely complimentary, and we're going to end with your retirement-ready roadmap built so you have a great roadmap on how you're going to proceed throughout retirement. We're talking, Brad, about some of the top kind of questions, concerns, things that are happening in 2024 that can really kind of shape retirement. And there was some news here recently about a company that was switching to a pension style plan instead of a 401k. And, you know, we don't talk about this a lot because it's very uncommon. But if you happen to work either for a government, school, or even a private company that's offering a pension, if you're in that small percentage of people, I don't think a lot of people realize there's ways to maximize that pension. You know, typically you have some different options. So kind of thinking about that before you make the decision and building that as an active part of your retirement income plan is really important. You know, it, it used to be that everybody had a pension, right? There was no such thing as a 401k. It was you worked for this company for this amount of time. And once you retired, they would still pay you every month for the rest of your life. And and you're right. We, we really don't see those pension plans anymore, but they are starting to possibly come back here. But there's a lot of things to think about when it comes to pension planning. And I, I still do see quite a quite a few pensions come through, whether they're frozen pensions or whatever it might be. But you have to think about some of the survivor benefit options. So let's say you're you're married and, and um, you have the option between taking a single life benefit, which means if you pass away, nothing would stay for your spouse, right? It's going to be the highest amount per month that would stay for you while you're here, but then it would go away if something happened to you. Or they have a 50 or a 75% or a 100% survivor benefit, which means you might get a lesser amount per month up front, but it stays for both lifetimes uh, to, to the extent of whatever you pick there. So it is something that you want to consider and think about. You want to make sure that you're protecting not only the, the, the pension that you have, but also your spouse uh, in the long run. And you also want to tie everything else into that pension. Like, how much do I have in a 401k or how much do I have in IRAs or other types of accounts? You may want to think about from a strategic standpoint, how much income am I going to have in my 70s? Because if you have a lot of money that's in IRAs or 401ks, remember, you have to start taking money from those accounts at 73. And they start making you take it out every single year. And everything you take out of your 401k or IRAs counts as income. And then if you have this pension as well, and then possibly Social Security on top of that, that could be a very high income that you have in your 70s. You could be in the highest tax bracket of your life in retirement. But the thing you have to think about with some of these pensions, if you're a married couple, is what happens if one spouse passes away? 
right? Because all of those IRAs, all of those tax deferred accounts would transfer to the remaining spouse, which means all of those required minimum distributions would still be there as well as the higher of the two social securities would stay and however you choose the pension option as far as the survivor benefit. So still a lot of income coming in for the remaining spouse. The only difference is you're in a, instead of a joint tax bracket, you, they go into an individual tax bracket, right? Which could be vastly different as far as what bracket they're in as an individual versus a joint couple. So these are the little things seemingly that you have to think about that could have a huge impact later on down the road. So as far as strategy goes, if you do have a pension plan out there, and you're getting this paperwork that now you're trying to make a decision on what makes the most sense in the future in my portfolio in the long run, I would definitely sit down with somebody to figure out what makes the most sense in my long run, not just in general, here's what you should generally do. What makes the most sense with everything else that you have on top of that pension? And how do you build that pension into that holistic plan? Hey, podcast fans. If you're ready to take the next steps to create your Retirement Ready Roadmap, then visit us at retirementreadyshow.com. Here you can download educational white papers, sign up for educational no-obligation workshops, or schedule your complimentary consultation. Also, don't forget to follow us and like us on Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. Now back to the podcast. Yeah, I I think, you know, it's like so many things, Brad, you know, it just boils down and we talk about this a lot and maybe we can hit on it here briefly, but we we talk about this a lot as it pertains to Social Security. You know, the pension, I think some people get it and they kind of flip it on. They look at the numbers and flip it on. And and, and I just, you know, there's going to be different answers for different people, whether you take the joint option, the, you know, single life, some type of certain amount of year, certain guaranteed, you know, there's refund uh, annuities. There, There's all kinds of stuff they do with these pensions. But I just want folks to make it an active decision research the options and really figure it out. One of the things you talked about, Brad, is pension maximization. Oftentimes, we'll meet a family and we're better off taking the higher amount. And if you think about the difference between the joint and the single life, we can take half of that and purchase a product that could replace that income if that spouse passes away early. So you're dealing with the issue of how do I protect my other spouse, but also getting additional income into the household each month, right? So there are some great ways to do that, but we have to be cognizant of that. Same thing, Brad, with Social Security. So many people just either get to 62 or full retirement age and they flip it on. I don't think a lot of people realize there are ways to get more out of Social Security. Yeah, I mean, it goes up every year you don't take it, you know, and, and you could turn it on at 62 and, and you're going to get it right away, but it's going to be a smaller amount. Just remember, your full retirement age is going to be anywhere between probably 66 and 67 right now, um, depending on your birth date. So your full retirement age is 100 percent of your benefit. Which means if you take it at 62, you're, you're going to lock into about 75% of what your full benefit would be per month. And, and maybe that works out, but you're taking a reduction, but you're also getting it for a longer period of time. So 
Every year you don't take that that social security from 62 to your full retirement age. It goes up 6% per year. And then from full retirement age to 70, it goes up 8% per year. There's not a lot of places you can get that kind of guaranteed growth. So a lot of people will hold off on taking social security for a while um, just to get that that higher amount. Now, the what you have to look at, though, is does that make sense in your plan? Because like you said, Tony, earlier, what is the why behind your retirement, right? Bring it back to the why. The why is going to tell you what the strategy should be. Whether you want to travel the world, could you use that social security to help you do that in that kind of go-go period of your retirement? But if you look at it from uh, maybe in the long run, maybe you have a bunch of money saved in your 401k or or some kind of tax-deferred account. And you want to try to mitigate taxes in the future in your 70s, well, it may make sense not to take Social Security right away and start drawing from those other accounts first, because generally speaking, you're going to be in one of the lower tax brackets of your life in that first stage of your retirement. Right. So there's a lot of different ins and outs, a lot of different ways you can do it. But again, go back to the why behind and the why is going to tell you what that strategy should be. Really important. And strategy, 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 right? Plan, plan, plan. And just making an active part of the plan. You know, one suggestion I make to people when we think about our retirement ready roadmap, five key areas in retirement, investments, income plan, family, tax planning, and health care. And think about those five areas. Rate yourself one to 10. No sevens allowed. Seven sitting on the fence, right? If you're eight, nine, or 10, you're in great shape on preparedness for retirement. If you're one through six, that might be an indication that that area is not buttoned up. And I think a lot of people, Brad, don't realize they're working with an advisor that really specializes just on the investments. Nothing wrong with that, but you have to understand they're not addressing those other four key areas. So whether you go to other people to get that addressed or find an advisor that can handle all five areas, really important to get that accomplished. So we're we're talking a little bit, Brad, as we kind of start to wrap up on our hour here, we're talking a little bit about some of the top concerns, questions that we've heard, and things to really shape your retirement planning for 2024. And I think probably the biggest question we get is some version of, do I have enough money? Am I going to be okay? People who are worried that they haven't saved enough. And I want to talk a little bit about the first steps to analyzing their situation, I think, Brad, usually when people ask this question, they're focused on a number. How much should I have saved? We want you to reframe that, if you will. What you're really asking about is income. Am I going to have the income I need to do all the things I have to do, all the things I want to do in retirement? Can I survive market ups and downs, inflationary periods? It's really about boils down to income. You know, and, and let me just right off the bat say you are not alone. You know, I can probably count on one hand, you know, the number of people who have come in and said, I'm completely ready to retire right now. I feel so good about it. Right. I mean, doesn't really matter how much you have saved. You know, most people go into retirement thinking, well, now I have to start drawing from accounts. Everybody's told me not to touch my whole life. That's a scary thing to do. Right. Do I did I save enough? And that's where that that retirement plan comes in handy. I mean, you can show yourself with actual data, actual numbers, actual inflation and rates of returns and all those things that you do or don't have enough. And it really comes down to your budget. Uh, and, and most people, they come in and, and they don't really have a budget, right? They have enough money coming in from work right now to to match what they have going out and they still save a little bit of money, but they really haven't sat down and put together an itemized 
budget of this is what I pay for every single month. And this is the stuff that's going to stay even when I'm not working anymore. So that's always the first step is figuring out how much do you spend? Because that's going to, that's going to drive and tell you where do you have to take money from? How much do you have to take out? When to turn social security on? How much is that going to cover? So the budget really drives that question, or at least the answer to that question of, do I have enough? Will I be okay? Then the second step of that is to figure out, okay, where is this income going to come from once I do retire? Do I turn Social Security on right away or should I start drawing from somewhere else first and let Social Security grow? Do I have enough saved where I have this amount of money per month that's going to come in and how long is that going to last me at this rate of return? So you can get really kind of, I guess, nerdy with some of the data, but that's that's where it really comes in handy. Now, most of the time, somebody will come in and they'll be a little, I guess, uh, worried that they don't have enough saved. But after we put a plan together and after we put rates of returns and taxes and RMDs and inflation and all the stuff that they need to think about, generally speaking, I can show them you do have enough today to last the rest of your life with what you spend and what you want to do. And and that's probably one of the most rewarding parts about our job, Tony, is just sitting down and showing somebody that was really nervous and worried about this, that you're going to be fine. You know, here's some action steps to take and some things you can do to make it more efficient or strategic in the future. But, you know, that's one of my favorite parts of the job is just seeing that smile on somebody's face, or at least that, that kind of weight on their shoulders lifted a little bit. Um, where now they, they know that I have saved enough. I've done a good job and I'm going to be okay. That is such a great moment. And it's one of the things I love about what we do when people come in sometimes confused, scared, concerned, and, and you can kind of see that light bulb come on. That's a pretty special experience. And I know it's one of the things we love so much about what we do, Brad, is being able to have the trust of so many great families in the communities and, and help them walk through this process. And, um, I, I think there's also, Brad, kind of another component when it comes to retirement savings. And, you know, people just kind of, there's so much, I guess, room for interpretation here. And there's room for, you know, it's going to be a little bit different for each person, right? But that's when it really comes down to risk. And, and most people at this stage of life are kind of graduating, if you will, from a kind of building stage right where i'm building my net worth and i'm sticking money away i'm taking risks and now they're more concerned about preserving it not everybody we're all different we all have different risk tolerances but vast majority of people coming in are saying look tony i'm, I'm less concerned about maximizing my my earnings and my interest rate i'm more concerned about not losing you know preserving what i have and making sure it's going to be there i'm worried about outliving my money and i don't know I've, I've been doing this for long enough i've been through good market market cycles bad and what i will say is when the market's up of course people are happy but generally speaking our client they're not spending any more money they're not doing anything differently right but when the market's down people are saying can i still go south can I afford to do this? Should I cut out that? And and oftentimes what they forget is we've tested for this stuff. And in large part, they are okay to keep living life the way they were living it. But it just causes more anxiety and fear when we go through these types of two periods. Yeah. You know, losses hurt more than gains feel good at a certain point. You just hit yeah. that point in retirement. And sometimes it's before you retire. I mean, a lot of people who are still working for a year or two and, and they've put everything into cash within their 401k. I mean, there's there's pros and cons to everything. Right. And, and you have to have balance 
in a retirement plan. You know, if, if you put everything into cash, let's say, or, or fixed assets, you're getting a, a possible small rate of return on that. And I know, you know, CDs and those things have been higher the last couple of years, but as interest rates go back down, uh, those are going to get lower and lower as time goes on. So yeah, you don't have market risk there. You don't have to worry about the market ups and downs in some of those safe buckets, but you do have that inflation risk over time. And we've seen how prevalent that can be over the last couple of years. You know, inflation was so low for so long. And then all of a sudden it jumped up quite a bit over the last couple of years. And it really hurt people's pocketbooks. Right. And if your money's not growing to outpace that inflation over time, you start tapping into the principal and you know, those account values start to go down. So, yeah, it's not market risk, but it doesn't mean you don't have any risk at all. Now, on the flip side of that, you also don't want to be super aggressive going into retirement, right? If you need to rely on this money, yeah, it's great to see when the market goes up and it makes you feel good to see those numbers kind of skyrocket in a bull market. But what if something bad happened? What if 2008 happened again? What if 2022 happened again? I mean, those are time periods that are more recent that people remember, hey, I lost quite a bit of money in those years, but now it's different, right? I, I don't have the time to make that back if I'm in retirement and drawing from these accounts at the same time. So you have to be strategic about risk in retirement. You're not saying you have to be everything safe, everything risky, but have balance between the two. Give yourself options, right? Give yourself different buckets to draw from no matter what the market's doing. Have a safe bucket, have a, have a more aggressive bucket. Use the right types of accounts. You know, like a good example, Tony, is a Roth is a great place to be a little bit more growth orientated, right? I mean, you're probably not going to touch that for a while. And every dollar you make is your money. You want that to grow as fast as, as possible. And that even goes tax-free to your beneficiaries long-term as well. But, you know, you just be smart about the, 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 the portfolio as a whole and how you allocate it. And Brad, you know, I want to talk just in our in our final minute here, I want to talk just a little bit about what that process looks like. So part of our process when you come in, in that first complimentary appointment, we're going to have you take a risk tolerance questionnaire. And it's not a big technical hard thing. It's just very fluid, very easy to understand that helps us determine how much risk you're comfortable taking, what I would refer to as your emotional risk. Then step two, in between that first and that second complimentary appointment, our team is going to do some work on your current investments. And basically what we're trying to find out, are the investments efficient? Are there fees that don't need to be there? But we're also going to analyze the risk. Is the risk we're taking aligned with the risk we're comfortable taking? And often it's not uncommon for us to say, you know, somebody has a risk number of let's call it 30 and they're invested at 60, which begs the question, why are you taking double the risk? And the answer is almost always the same. People either say, Tony, I had no idea. Or they'll say, if I told my advisor once, I've told him or her a hundred times, I did not want a higher risk portfolio. So at a bare minimum, it'll be an educational process. Doesn't mean anything's on fire. Don't have to hit the panic button, but it's just some data so you can make educated decisions and maybe decide over time, do I want to start pulling back that risk at this stage in life? Or am I comfortable with that level of risk and what it could mean in a down market period? We appreciate you tuning in and listening to the Retirement Ready Show. Hey, podcast fans, if you're ready to take the next steps to create your Retirement Ready Roadmap, then visit us at retirementreadyshow.com. Here you can download educational white papers, 
Sign up for educational no-obligation workshops or schedule your complimentary consultation. Also, don't forget to follow and like us on Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. Thanks for tuning in. Drake & Associates LLC is an independent financial services firm that utilizes a variety of investment and insurance products. Advisory services offered through Drake & Associates LLC, an SEC-registered investment advisor. Investing involves risk, including the potential loss of principal. Any references to protection, safety, or lifetime income generally refer to fixed insurance products, never securities or investments. Insurance guarantees are backed by the financial strength and claims-paying abilities of the issuing carrier. This podcast is intended for informational purposes only and is not intended to be used as the sole basis for financial decisions, nor should it be construed as advice designed to meet the particular needs of an individual's situation. Drake & Associates LLC is not permitted to offer. No statement made during this show shall constitute tax or legal advice. Our firm is not affiliated with or endorsed by the U.S. government or any governmental agency. The information and opinions contained herein provided by third parties have been obtained from sources believed to be reliable, but accuracy and completeness cannot be guaranteed by Drake & Associates LLC.